Okay. So your basic question was how to stop the daydreaming. Yeah. And um, that's actually a common question mm -hmm. for beginners. But it's the wrong question to ask. That mm -hmm. in fact, the whole intention of trying to stop the mind from doing something cannot be done. Mm -hmm. Just just like a big container ship that's barreling down through the oceans, when it gets close to the port, it mm -hmm. has to uh, be ready for that. Uh, and that basically what happens is, is that a ship, a big ship, has no brakes. Not only a big ship, but even rowboat doesn't have any brakes. Not much. Interesting. Okay. That you can turn the screws backwards or you can put your paddles in the rowboat, but a boat don't have brakes. Mm -hmm. What's much easier to do is to divert. That if, say, if you've got two ships coming together like this, your then turn. both of them can see, neither one of them can stop. But both of them can see and they can turn just a little bit and avoid the damage. Mm -hmm. This is what we've got to start doing and that it's quite clear when someone says something like, how do I stop uh, the daydreaming is, is that they're trying to apply brakes that they don't have. Mm -hmm. Or another way of thinking about it is, is that that's just another unwholesome thought. Hating the thoughts that you have and wanting them to change is just more hindrances. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, there's better ways of doing it. And that is that we can recognize these, uh, when you do recognize that these are just daydreams, Congratulate yourself for being able to see that this is just more daydreaming. Mm -hmm. Because now you're beginning to have some sati. And if you're trying to stop the daydreams, that means that when you see the daydreams, oh no, here they come again. <laughs> Thoughts like, oh, monkey mind, oh, this is too much work. Oh, I can't do anything. Oh, poor me. Okay, mm -hmm. these are kind of thoughts that you have when you're trying to do something that you can't do. That in fact, um, the Buddha in one of the suttas named the lion's war, where he is talking about the attributes of a Buddha. The first item on the list is the, is the uh, point that the Buddha knows or a Buddha knows the difference between what's possible and what's not possible. Mm -hmm. But any meditators, they can't see the difference between what's possible and what's not possible. They think that their mind has brakes like a car, or in fact, much more like a boat, no brakes. We have to be careful and watch and, and steer the mind rather than trying to stop it. Okay. The steering of the mind then is the job that we're going to do. And that not all has to do with attitude, 
and gladdening the mind. So the gladdening of the mind would be a thought of, aha, I caught you. Aha, I can see that you are wandering away. Aha, I see you, Myra. That's the point that you're not doing. Guess what? When you have the thought, aha, I can see that those daydreams, aha, I see you, Myra, you've already changed it. This is a new thought now. So, in fact, what normally happens is that when you uh, get yourself daydreaming, now your plan is to stop it. That you hate yourself, you don't like the mind, <laughs> and you're just going right along into hindrances again. Mm-hmm. You're missing that congratulations part. You're missing that part about gladdening the mind, to brighten the mind. To allow the mind to be happy by talking yourself into it. And here you are complaining instead. <laughs> complaining about the mind rather because it doesn't do what you want to do. That's like fussing at and spanking a, a, a young puppy because it doesn't sit when you tell it to sit and it hadn't even been trained to sit yet. Okay. If your mind is untrained, then you're expecting it to act as if it is trained. And you're not even bothering to go through the training process. (laughs) So you know that how a puppy is trained, especially Mm -hmm. with professional dog trainers, is they keep a lot of rewards around, treats. Little uh, pieces of meat or biscuit or something like that to let the dog know because the dogs are pretty stupid. <laughs> the kind of treats that they have, I guess, you could actually pat the dog. In fact, that's one of the things that I have noticed is, is that professional trainers are generally in a hurry. And so they, they go the gross method to where people who um, really care about the dog, instead of just giving it a piece of food, they normally pet the dog, reward the dog. Um, uh, scratching behind the ears, tell him what a good boy he is, that kind of stuff, all right? But in both cases, when the dog performs well, he's well he's well treated. <laughs> and you're not treating yourself at all well. But in fact, you're like the guy who's going to beat the dog for not doing what he was told to do, and you haven't even bothered to train the dog yet. Mm-hmm. That in fact, in the training, if a dog doesn't do what the donor says to do, he gets the dog to do it and then he rewards him. <laughs> At no time does a dog trainer actually beat on the dog. And that'd be like you. And if he does, Worse. call it PCA or something. <laughs> okay. But here you are, you need to call the SPCA on you beating up on yourself. <laughs> what does SPCA mean? <laughs> so how do we come out of that is that you can remember basically to congratulate yourself when you can see that the mind has wandered away into daydreams or whatever. Mm-hmm. You congratulate yourself. That's already the first change. 
to congratulate yourself for seeing that the mind has wandered away is actually a wholesome thought. Mm, and it builds confidence. So, aha, I caught it again. Aha, I can see you again. Aha, I see you again. <laughs> a much better way of practicing. Oh, no, it wandered away again. Oh, no, this is too much work. Oh, no, shit. <sighs> daydreams oh i can't stop the mind okay this is the way that you're practicing now and you're just doing one more unwholesome thing after another mm -hmm. you need to make a change to the mind by starting to congratulate yourself for having a mind that can come back out of the daydream long enough to see that the mind was in daydream Okay, but in fact, when you're in the daydream, then whatever the daydream, let's say that the daydream was last week. Daydreaming about something that happened last week, that means the mind is in last week. When you see the daydream and you say, aha, I can see that that was a daydream, that thought is in the present moment. That's a here now thought. A much more wholesome thought. Aha, I can see you. But when you talk about it in the sense of there you go again, that's still just remembering now all the past times that the daydream and it was daydream last week and it was daydreamed a month before and it was daydreamed then. Oh, poor me, daydreams again, again and again. Mm -hmm. okay. So wanting to stop the mind is uh, kind of an unwholesome thought anyway. Mm -hmm. And if we can train the mind to have one wholesome thought after another after another then we can put some gaps in those thoughts and still the next thought's going to be wholesome mm -hmm. put some more gaps in the wholesome thoughts one after another and then the next thought that comes up is going to be wholesome if however you were trying to stop the mind let's say that you were able to stop the mind then when the start mind starts back up it's more than likely going to start back up unwholesome <laughs> because we haven't be begun to train it yet so that it's uh, having just one wholesome thought after another mm -hmm. and the time to change that or train the mind is when you recognize that the mind has wandered away from the breath then we actually do say well never mind I saw that got you I can see you Mara Never mind, let's start again. Let's come back and do something wholesome. The, the mistake that you're making is very common. It's a, it's a common mistake because nobody's war been warned about that. That in fact, in Western Buddhism, nobody even talks much about wholesome versus unwholesome thoughts. They are more likely to just say, to note what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, if you would just note what's going on, I guess then that would be uh, daydreaming, distraction, there it is again. That mm -hmm. in fact, sometimes the, that noting is not wholesome. Mm -hmm. Quite often the, the, uh, the noting, if you're noting things that are unwholesome, then the noting itself continuing to unwholesome, <laughs> the noting is not wholesome. We need to have no, a wholesome noting that when we see something, we uh, 
we take great joy in aha i can see that <laughs> and if you have the thought of daydream 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 and then the thought uh waking up you can say i see those daydreams oh let's stop it then you can see that thought aha i can see you too i see the past two thoughts one is i saw the daydreaming and two i didn't like it and number three i can congratulate myself for seeing that stuff okay so this is the way we go is into a, a method of learning to congratulate ourselves for doing the good things we literally can talk ourselves into feeling good because you've been talking yourself into feeling bad all along. And one of the ways that you do keep talk yourself into feeling bad is by trying to stop the thoughts that you don't like. Because you don't like them. And so you're in a state of not liking. Mm -hmm. We need to change that. We need to make sure that we can, when we see the unwholesome thoughts, is to take great joy in that I can see those unwholesome thoughts. Aha, I see you. Aha, gotcha. All right, so we're not actually even trying to stop the mind. We're just steering it out of the direction that's dangerous to go in. So we're not trying to stop the mind at all. Um, another analogy is uh, this. Imagine that we can talk about the mind as a monkey mind. And the monkey mind is in the forest and it just jumps and jumps and jumps. And the next thing you know, it's on the other side of the forest. It's just all over the place. But an hour or two later, he's back again and he's just jumping all over. Okay. There's, uh, it's unlikely for us to be able to stop that. But what we can do is we can begin to localize it. Um, an example of that for the monkey is um, uh, put the monkey in a tree that he can jump around in, but he only has one tree to jump around in, one wholesome tree, okay? <laughs> we think of that also as like a, um, a, a horse that has uh, no boundaries, no uh, paddock, uh, paddock definitions, no fences. And so the horse is just all over the place. Mm -hmm. The only way that they can train a wild horse like that is normally to catch it. And when they catch it, then they put it into a corral. Mm -hmm. The horse doesn't like the corral, but it's a lot smaller. After they get the course in the corral and get it settled down in the corral, then they can actually put it into a stall. Mm -hmm. They still haven't stopped the horse from moving, but they've greatly limited the amount of places that the, that the horse can, can move to. This mm -hmm. is basically what we're going to do with the mind also. That before, it, there were no boundaries, no fences, any thought will do, but I could I. And now what's happening is, is that you're standing out in the field and you see your wild horse of the mind go way off into that direction and you're yelling, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there, you know, and not much that you can do about that. But what we can do is, is that we can be friendly with the mind, 
joyful with the mind, congratulatory for the mind, and as we do that, we begin to box it around and put it into a corral, which means that we start to put boundaries. When we see that the mind goes across that boundary from unwholesome into uh, from wholesome into unwholesome, mm -hmm. then we put boundary there saying, don't go past that boundary. Stay in the wholesome. Congratulate the mind for, in fact, going across that boundary, which is putting a boundary up. <laughs> and pretty soon we get the mind into a box. And what that box is, is just one wholesome thought after another, after another. We begin to limit the mind. Then we can limit it even more down to just a few words. First, we, we take off um, uh, complete no boundaries and let the mind go any place and put it into a corral. And that corral is only wholesome thoughts. And then we start limiting uh, the mind that you only uh, let us say if you're off in seclusion someplace. And one of the things that you can do is you can say, I'm not thinking about anything that's outside of the cave I'm in. Mm -hmm. Okay, or I'm not going to think about anything that's beyond the boundaries of my house. If it's here at the mm -hmm. house, I'll think about it. If it's not here at the house, then it's out of out of bounds. Are talking literally here or just and to have those kind of thoughts if it's not here right here right now so i'm not thinking about what was in the house 10 years ago only what's in the house now mm -hmm. okay so we begin to uh put this boundary around at a later time when the mind is really fully uh skillful and well developed we can get that boundary down to just a mantra just a mantra and with that then we train the mind to go silent but there's no way that you can get the mind to stop from the wildness that you have to start putting boundaries in there start using wholesome thoughts start uh congratulating yourself and set boundaries Mm -hmm. So that when the mind wanders away across that boundary and you catch it, you congratulate yourself for catching it. Aha, mm -hmm. I saw that mind go over the boundary. That's okay. Bring it back into the wholesome. And this is the way that we practice so that we can begin to take some control over the mind. Another way that we can take control over the mind, in fact, the Buddha talks about this a lot, but it's uh, kind of implied in the practice of anapanasati in the sense that if you can control your breath then you're also controlling the mind the mind being controlled is controlling the breath you can't control the breath without the mind and you can't control uh, and it's a good way of teaching the mind for control is by having the mind uh, the job of watching the breath mm -hmm. And if you start doing it correctly, that means that you begin to watch the breath in a very enjoyable way. You begin to really enjoy the breathing. Feel so good and so relaxed and so comfortable just to think about the breath. This is the way we practice also is, is by controlling the mind to control the breathing we're actually teaching the mind 
control, be able to control something over and over and over and over again. Which means now that if we're taking long, deep breaths on the in-breath and long, deep breath on the out-breath, that uh, by, by doing so, uh, we're actually being mind or sati. We have to actually to remember to take a long, deep breath. And we have to remember to take a long, deep out-breath. That's sati twice with every breath. That if this is a long, deep breath, it's only a long, deep breath because I remembered that it was going to be a long, deep breath and that by doing it, I'm controlling the mind. So sati and mental control is part of the breathing practice. So to remember that I can breathe in and enjoy and remember to breathe out and enjoy that out breath. OK, so. This is one of the ways of spending mind moments is by actually watching the breath. Now, if we're slowing the breath down to uh, four, five or six breaths a minute, that means that we've certainly got time to do other things while we're breathing in and out. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is to congratulate yourself when you see the mind has started to daydream or has wandered away even with inside that one breath. Let me see, I see you, I see you. You can say, okay, gotcha, and come yeah. on back to breathing and start again, and making sure that whatever thoughts that you have are number one, wholesome, and number two, don't interfere with the fact that you're watching your breathing while you're practicing. And then when you're out on the street and throughout daily life, then that sati will come back and you'll remember to take a deep breath and to throw unwholesome thoughts out and to come back into wholesome thoughts. And we do that over and over again from time to time throughout the day. And pretty soon it begins to build up a habit, especially for practicing number a number of times a day in the morning and in the evening. Uh, at lunchtime, 10 minutes, we keep practicing this and Sati will begin to build. So that we can begin to see more and more of those thoughts. And when you see them, you actually want to look at it because when you see them, you congratulate yourself. Here, you really don't want to look to see if the mind is daydreaming because if it does, that means that you screwed up, you failed, you're trying to stop the mind, and this is no good, okay? So it has a lot to do with attitude. Yeah. But in fact, the wrong attitude is uh, uh, that I'm trying to stop the mind and I can't do it is setting yourself up for failure and a lot of students will quit meditation because they're not getting any benefit out of it because they're not giving themselves any benefit. Mm. Because when they're practicing meditation, they're doing that the way that they've done everything else. Complaining mm. and feeling <laughs> like failure and no good at it, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So this, this business of gladdening the mind which is part of Anapanasati, is number 10. This is a way to train yourself, to train yourself into gladness, to train yourself into um, uh, being congratulatory, to train yourself into being uh, willing to look. Because when you look, 
when what you find is something that gives you joy. <laughs> so this is basic practice. <laughs> I hope that you understand because you've missed so far every time that we talk <laughs> the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so when you come in and say that you're trying to stop the daydreams, I automatically understand you didn't get the point. <laughs> the point is we have to come out of those unwholesome thoughts. Mm -hmm. Come into wholesome, congratulatory, everything's okay, everything's fine. Yeah, the mind was daydreaming. Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Have you got this now? <laughs> I hope so. All right. Well, go give this a practice. Go give this some, um, uh, develop this as a skill. The skill of gladdening the mind. Mm -hmm. The skill of being okay with what the mind was doing. Got ya, got ya. Don't have to think about that. And then you can take great relief. Wow, I'm glad I don't have to think about those daydreams. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's finish this call and mm -hmm. you go assist. This is a short one, one question. That's an empowerful, important question. This is your whole practice depends upon whether you can change this attitude mm -hmm. of being unhappy with the mind when you see what it's doing into being happy that you can see what it's doing. Mm. Okay. Excellent. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks.